Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Bruce Dahlgren. Bruce Dahlgren serves as CEO at Metricstream. He has more than 30 years of global experience in the IT industry. Previously, Dahlgren served as CEO at a Trivest portfolio company. He has also served as Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue Officer of Kony, a leading cloud-based enterprise application and mobility solutions provider. Dahlgren spent more than 10 years at HP and Hewlett Packard Enterprise, including serving as HPE's Senior Vice President and Managing Director of the Asia Pacific and Japan region, and building a startup division into a $5 billion industry leader. Well, good afternoon, Bruce. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. I, I look forward to the conversation. Absolutely. And everybody that listens in is going to be looking to, toward this conversation as well, Bruce, as, as we dive into the questions and learn more about you and what you're doing. We just can't wait to get this out to our global audience. So, Bruce, jumping into your career, you do have quite the career as a senior executive board member, and now you're the CEO for Metricstream. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure. Well, thanks, Brian. You know, you know let me take a little different approach to this than, than maybe you would have expected. But, you know, if you think of a career as 40 years, and I know some could be more, some could be less. But let's just say between 25 and 65 years old. So you have 40 years. And if you look at that career and you say, well, let's see, if I stay four years average, that means I've got 10 jobs. Now, I know some stay longer, some stay shorter, and everybody's career is a little different. But all of a sudden, it starts to put a whole different perspective on how you manage that. And I can tell you, for me, I've been in the IT industry now for 35 years, uh, almost. Uh, I've worked for eight different companies. I've actually had 14 different roles, and I've relocated nine times. So it might be kind of an extreme. But I just wanted to give you the perspective that when you look at it in holistic terms, you realize that each one of these decisions on your job or the role is critical and you should take it serious. And for me, what I found was I wanted to always I wanted to build a good foundation and 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 I could build on that foundation. And that meant sometimes taking some roles that I could learn and develop in and then use that as a stepping stone for future advancement. And I think if you start thinking about that, it makes you just maybe appreciate the amount of time you have, but the importance of, of every, every job. The second thing that I would say that's worked for me is make sure that you capitalize on change. And this could be change, like we're going through a pandemic and soon a post-pandemic. It could be M&A, mergers and acquisitions within the company. It could be other things that are happening in the environment or business environment or new technologies. But try to capitalize on the change and then, and then really focus in on being part of what's new, what's happening. And it's amazing how those things will start to happen naturally. In fact, several of the moves that I mentioned earlier uh, actually happened where there were acquisitions, let's say, or new technologies or a company splitting. And, and it's just become kind of a thing for me as I've worked through my career to always kind of stay on that new side and, and, and use that change for my advantage. And then the other piece that I would say is I've always tried to take some risks and now you want to make sure you've got a strong support structure, but you know, there are times and, and in each one of these 
roles where you want to step out, you know, go ahead and take a risk, jump into something, learn from it, build on it, use the foundation, the relationships that you build over time, and then really capitalize. So I've, I've always been motivated to see businesses grow and see people be successful. And I've been very fortunate in, in all of these different jobs. That's amazing. Bruce, I appreciate you sharing that, especially uh, how you've traversed in various uh, regions, verticals, industries uh, during your career and uh, sharing that in- information is highly important for those looking to grow their career as well. So I appreciate it. So Bruce, let's talk about the pandemic, right? It's starting to lift now. Hopefully we're going to go back to some normalcy, but what are your plans for growth going forward? And will it be any different than the last 14 months? Sure. You know, Brian, I've had the chance to work for some outstanding CEOs and executives throughout my career. And one thing that I've learned is you never let a crisis go without some form of capitalizing. You you want to, uh, you know, weather the storm, but you want to use the crisis as an opportunity for, for growth and for change. And we've clearly done that here at Metric Stream, and it's actually worked really well for us. I like to use the metaphor of a, of a racing or a, a, a racing start or running start. And if you think like sailboat racing, right, it's always about how you time getting to that starting line. And so what we've really done is, is use these last, say, 12 months to go in and reimagine the business, look for areas that we could reduce or eliminate, look for new growth areas, and then add some investment. And we've used this time to really reimagine the business. And and what I mean by that is so that when the crisis is coming out, when it's ending, and and you start to get into now the post-pandemic, that you're at a running start. And it's it's paying off, you know, and this is probably more dramatic, this uh, crisis, because it's global, it's economic impacts, health impacts, digital impacts. And we've just used the time to reimagine, uh, weather the storm, but then be ready so that when uh, we get into a period of time like that, we've got investment, we've got some new things ready to go. And candidly, Brian, I'm really proud to tell you that in just uh, another two weeks, we're announcing a whole new set of products into the marketplace, uh, new advantages for our customers, all because of this reimagination. That's awesome. And like others, other CEOs, other leaders, other organizations and entrepreneurs, uh, we all had to make that big shift. And what's great is some people use this as downtime to reevaluate their business. Some people um, had to do a a whole 180 degrees turn. Uh, But what's amazing is to hear these stories of of just success and, and how people came through a challenge with flying colors. And that's just awesome. That inspires others. So thank you. And Bruce, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your business? And if not, is there a cool tool or app you might uh, care to share with us that you find useful today? Yes, for sure. You know, let me address this question on a couple different levels, um, because I think it's excellent, right? Especially a post-crisis scenario, new disruptions, things are happening. It's It's a great question. You know, I think the first thing that I would tell you is, in a software environment that we are, right, a, a software company, and granted, we bring an entire solution to the market, but software development is very important. We're finding some exciting new development tools 
um, using APIs so that instead of it being a traditional business development or, or software development cycle, like a conveyor belt where things get added and it, it's a continuum, that you can actually do development in parallel. And using APIs, there's techniques now about tribes and guilds where there can be in a remote environment, um, work from home type of scenario, where these groups can build things and then pull it together. And it's really shortening the development cycle. It's very exciting. The second thing that I would tell you is really all around the digital aspect. And, you know, I've been in this industry, as I mentioned, for 30 some years, but, you know, we've seen the evolution of data processing to networking to data analytics. But I would tell you what I'm sensing now is there's a new wave of disruption that's really all into the digital capabilities, new third party uh, relationships, new supply chain relationships, how we share all of this digital. In fact, I heard an interesting quote the other day that data will be the new oil. And, you know, you have to let that settle for a minute. But, you know, we live obviously in an energy oriented uh, environment. But is is it true? Could data become the new oil? When you, when you look at the evolution of, of uh, the world. And then the third piece that I would tell you, I think is very exciting. This is kind of on a really high level, but um, we're doing a lot of work at MetricStream. I've been reading a lot about ESG, the environmental, social, and governance, and this next big wave of, if you think about it, risk management. And, and the concept here, Brian, is, is that companies, instead of just being uh, recognized or evaluated on profits, will now start to worry about purpose, things like carbon footprint, things like diversity. And where I believe this will go from new emerging technology is starting to uh, quantify uh, the capabilities of a company around some of these new things like environment and social. And so this whole aspect of, um, of success, I think will change. And I think that these will be new emerging technologies. That's amazing. And you absolutely share some relevant information around how companies will be perceived or, or really how they will be evaluated. Um, so I appreciate the share on that. And Bruce, last question here. Is there something you can share from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow the career in tech or leadership? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. You know, um, I'm a believer that you continue to improve, right? And whether that's individually or as a business, you know, don't hang on to things, constantly be improving, looking for things to benefit, um, whether it's businesses or, or yourself. And there were three things that I thought I would share. The first one is realize the importance of relationships, so as you're thinking through your career, I mentioned 40 years, as you're thinking about how you want to build this career and whether it's going from an individual career uh, contributor to CEO, make sure that you build those relationships. Don't shortchange that. Take the extra time to uh, build relationships. And I'm not just talking about up into executive ranks and down into organizations, also at peers. That peer level has always really been effective for me in building relationships because many of the peers that I worked through in this IT world over the last 30 years are now also CEOs or on other boards or in other key jobs. And those relationships are critical. The second thing that I would tell you, and you might find this interesting, but don't always pick the job based on the role and what you're going to do. Think about picking the job for the boss. 
who you're going to work for. I've had a wonderful opportunity throughout my career to work for some of the best uh, executives, some of the leading um, leaders in, in the industry and the benefits I learned from those bosses. So, so don't always just take the job on its own uh, capabilities or its, its own uh, reward, but think about who you're going to work for. And I've actually uh, taken some jobs and turned some jobs down based on that. So that's one, one suggestion. And then finally, the piece that it's always stuck with me, uh, I had a chance to work for an outstanding CEO and he would always say, you can't look good or you can't look smart with bad numbers. Can't look smart with bad numbers. And my advice to everybody is remember, you always have to produce. You always have to deliver results. And it's often you know, people look at this and they think, oh, so-and-so got a great job because of politics or who they know. And those are important, right? You do need to build relationships, but you got to produce and um, it's amazing how when you do well and you um, create results and you help businesses, how good things happen. So it's certainly been an exciting career for me from some of the biggest, best companies to some smaller, privately held companies. And uh, those are a couple of things that I would share. That's amazing. Bruce, I appreciate that. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, along our journey through our, our careers, we uh, end up taking on a mentor, whether we ask for it or not. And you know, a lot of times those mentors have helped shape our careers and help us in our success. So I appreciate the share on that. And Bruce, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Well, I wish all of your uh, listeners all the best. Um, they're probably facing the same thing that I am for 12 months with 1,400 or so employees here. Uh, up till recently, I have only been with a handful, but we're going to be back together soon. I think everybody's feeling the energy and the, the, the new excitement of this post-pandemic world, and I certainly wish all of them the best. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. Bye for now. Bye for now.